you apply nitrogen fertilizer or slurry and nitrogen fertilizer combined, the crop will usually use around two units of nitrogen per day. The difficulty is when you drop your units by 20 units per acre, once a crop becomes mature, and particularly ryegrass, once it once it becomes mature, if it's deficient in nitrogen after 40 or 50 days, like so, what actually happens when the grass runs out of nitrogen, it has the seed, it starts reproducing, so it'll head the seed. Hello and welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan and on this week's episode, I'm joined by Chagas advisor, Gerard Craig, to discuss top tips for closing silage ground, fertiliser rates and making quality silage. Jerry, you're very welcome. March was a very difficult month with regard to grazing silage ground. I suppose with the prolonged wet period there and, and ground, a lot of people have struggled to graze it off. And, and of course, the difficulty with not getting that silage ground grazed off, if it's an old butter grass left on, on, on the silage swords, you're going to end up with bringing that in the, in, in bales or in the pit and it's going to reduce your digestibility by anything from three to five units of digestibility. So it's certainly important to graze it off if at all possible. Jerry, farmers will be starting to close up silage ground in the coming weeks. What are the main things that they need to consider? Okay, so the, I suppose the first thing, Catherine, is to ensure that you have enough silage for next winter. So in terms of having a plan and setting targets for yourself in terms of the amount of ground you have to cut, you know, based again on the calculations in terms of what a circular cow eats and a weighing in our store, obviously you need to put a plan in place for that, do your calculations. There's plenty of silage left uh, in yards at, at, at present. Um, so obviously that's a big saving if, if you don't have to cut extra ground or you, or you can reduce the area that you're going to cut. So decide first of all on on the amount of cattle you're going to have for the winter, then decide the area that you need to cut. Obviously first cut silage you're cutting in the order of 10 tonne to the acre and, and probably six to seven tonne for a second cut um, and, and just do your calculations on that. And I suppose the other very important point given the price of meal at the moment is that it's important that you make as good a quality silage as you possibly can. Um, with circular cows, obviously spring calving or dry cows, you're, you're really talking about 65, 68 DMD silage, so you can afford to let it into June maybe and, and grass can head out a bit for, for that type of silage. But for cows that suckling, that suckling calves over the winter months or, or certainly into the spring, you need a higher digestibility silage. So something on the order of 74, 75 DMD silage is needed for those cows I suppose the weanings in the stores are somewhere maybe back three or four units from that. And any cattle or anyone that's considering finishing cattle, as they well know, you need to be making the highest quality silage you can at 75 DMD silage. So I suppose it's based on the two cuts and what you do. You need to plan in terms of the quality that you're actually making. And when it comes to applying the fertiliser in relation to the amount of nitrogen, phosphorus and potassium that the crop needs, how much would farmers be looking at applying to grow a good quality crop of silage? Okay, so traditionally the figures that we were using, and maybe they've come back a little bit in terms of the nitrogen use for first cut silage. So anything in the order of 80 to 100 units of nitrogen per acre is used for for first cut. The level will depend on the amount of ryegrass or how much ryegrass in the sward. Obviously ryegrass, uh, where you have a high level of ryegrass, it'll be a lot more efficient in terms of nitrogen use. So traditionally we would have targeted about 100 units of nitrogen on those uh, predominantly ryegrass wards and then the more old pasture you have or the older grass that you have you obviously come back down to the 80 or even 70 in cases and that um, and from a P&K point of view then um, we generally say about 16 units a, a, a crop of silage 
uh, first cut silage will require about 16 units per acre of phosphate and up on 100 units of, of potash. Um, again, for second cut, then you reduce that down. It's around 64 units of nitrogen and again, 10 units of phosphate and something in the order of 60 units of, of potash is, is what we recommend. And obviously fertilizer prices are slowly coming back. What would be the best way to apply that requirement? Yeah, so looking at the Catron, I suppose it's, co- it's costing in the order €200 an acre uh, for fertilizer, for, for silage. Um, so we have to be fairly prudent in terms of, especially given the returns on beef, uh, you have to be very prudent in terms of how we actually manage that. The, the obvious one is, is, is slurry and the availability of slurry. So 1,000 gallons of slurry is equivalent to about, uh, it's worth around €50 Euro in terms of nutrients. In 1,000 gallons of slurry, Catherine, there's nine units of N, five units of P, and 30 units, 32 units of K, roughly, in a thousand gallons. Uh, and again, um, you know, it's about equivalent to a bag of 0730, which is worth around 50 euro. Uh, so if we can put out 2,000 gallons of slurry or two and a half thousands of thousand gallons of slurry, um, there's in the order of 100, 125 euros an acre to be saved there. And then we top dress that then, which, you know, Protected urea is obviously the best value in terms of nitrogen fertilizer as the sink from can and, and ordinary urea. So it's a lot more efficient in terms of how it's used. So again, we target a bag and a half of urea generally with that uh, or, and that being protected. And also then on the 0730 is probably the best fertilizer in terms of value for money besides. So if you have enough uh, slurry, uh, if you're putting out 2,000 gallons of slurry, you're probably putting the equivalent of a bag of two bags of 0730 on it um, and traditionally round about maybe two and a half or three where indices are low um, and a very important point in the whole thing Catherine and this is the efficiency of P and K uh, based on the pH the soil that's there and um, obviously we have the new lime campaign coming in uh, and and people are applying for that at the moment um, there is obviously a difficulty in applying lime at this time of the year so close to silage because you're reducing down your pH for silage and by by putting out lime you're bringing up your pH so there is an issue in terms of preservation if you apply it now but certainly towards the back end of the year it's fierce important to get um, a, a, apply two tonne of lime on silage ground you want your pH as close to 6.5 as you can as a result of that you'll improve the efficiency so what we've traditionally seen in research over the years is that uh, once you drop below six, uh, a pH of six, your phosphate in particular is extremely inefficient uh, inefficient to use. So there's an awful lot of tied up inorganically. So you're only getting about a 50% uh, hit in terms of the phosphate fertilizer you're being applied once you go below six. It's you're losing 20% efficiency then as well on your, on your potash. So it's extremely important at some stage in the next two years to actually correct yeah, um, that that pH on your soil and it'll improve the efficiency in terms of the fertiliser that you're actually applying. Most definitely, Jerry. And I suppose farmers are, might be considering reducing the nitrogen application with regard to the price of fertiliser. What consequences will that have? It is a very important point, Catherine, you know, and, and, and particularly on better land. So what will happen is that, you know, when you apply nitrogen fertilizer or slurry and nitrogen fertilizer combined, um, the crop will usually use around two units of nitrogen per day. The difficulty is when you drop down to, you know, drop your units by 20 units per acre. Um, obviously, then, uh, you know, once a, once a crop becomes mature, 
uh, and particularly ryegrass uh, once it once it becomes mature if it if it's deficient in nitrogen at, at, at we'd say at, after 40 or 50 days like so if you're using the calculation roughly at around 40 days and we normally leave it to five six weeks to, to cut you're talking about six or seven weeks before you cut your silage what actually happens when the grass runs out of nitrogen it has the seed it starts reproducing so it'll head the seed and within a week, you lose around five units of digestibility when it heads out. And this is particularly important in sort of late May when weather is dry. And if you have a particularly dry spell and growth, uh, growth is good, well, then within a matter of days, you'll see a crop going from a leafy vegetative stage to heading out. And very quickly, you can, you can, you can reduce your quality dramatically for your winter feed. The other thing I'd like to say on that, Catherine, too, is maybe something that we're looking at here in this part of the world is, and obviously a lot of the dairy farms are looking at the use of red clover. And um, if you look at it, Catherine, in terms of the price of what you can save in terms of nitrogen fertilizer, if if we could target maybe putting in red clover silage, which has no nitrogen requirement at all, and you can take four cuts off it, there's about 160 units of, uh, there's about 160 euros per, per acre being saved in nitrogen fertilizer. Now, I know there's a cost in establishing that, but it's certainly with climate change and, and price of inputs and particular fertilizer, um, if we could start growing crops with red clover silage that doesn't require nitrogen, there's a huge saving there. And obviously, from trial work in Grange, the quality of that silage is in the order of, yeah, it's feeding better than top quality 75 DMD silage with a higher protein level. And in trials there, they're getting a kilo a day waking on the calf to beef system there without any meal input. So it's certainly worth looking at, Catherine, in terms of saving down the road. Um, and again, just to bear in mind that it's maybe three to five year rotation, um, but there's a big production to be got off it in a short period of time. Uh, and given where fertilizer prices is, in particular nitrogen fertilizer prices is, it's a huge saving. And there's definitely a role in regard to the type of stock that you're finishing, as you mentioned, really. Yeah. So obviously, if your system is heavily dependent on on beef finishing or getting high performance, high weight gain on, on younger cattle, and particularly that KF to beef system, where you're heavily dependent on meal inputs, well, then certainly that's an area that you should be targeting is to get as much of that red clover silage into your silage ground as possible. Given that you're, you know, normally in a two-cut system, you might be taking Anton in the order of 18 bales per acre, in, in a red clover silage situation where you're cutting it four times, you can get an anting from 24 to 26 uh, bales. So you need less uh, area for it uh, and you're getting a higher return for it with less nitrogen input in it. Obviously, there's a high demand for potash in it, um, growing that amount of silage, but it really is worth considering. Again, you couldn't consider putting in red clover silage unless your pH is up around 6.5 at least uh, and heading for 6.8. Jerry, what are the expected costs for farmers this year when they're making bales? You're talking in the order of 32 euro a bale to 43 euro a bale, depending on whether um, whether you have slurry. So obviously, with, with slurry, your fertilizer cost is reduced, but your contractor costs are in the order of 20 euro. Um, and then you have your fertilizer costs roughly 32 on top of that, or 12 euro on top of that. So that's bringing you to 32 euro an acre. Uh, with, with slurry and if you haven't the slurry your fertilizer cost is going up to nearly 20 euro plus the 20 euro for the for for the the, the, the mowing baling and, and wrapping and the gathering after you know including the plastic so you know at, at 10 bales steak or 400 
anything between 320 and 400 tonne an acre is extremely expensive. In relation to weed control, what impact, for example, can docks have on the crop of silage? I suppose from a weed control point of view, you know, if a lot of issues in relation to docks in silage ground, uh, you can have anything from a 10 or 20% reduction in, in yield with, with silage uh, where there's a heavy burden of docks uh, infestation on the silage ground. And um, that's certainly something that, you know, particularly from the month of April, when docks are growing at a higher rate than maybe grass initially, you, you can hit those docks at the rosette stage. And that's certainly worth considering and, and, and treating. Uh, again, you know, not alone are you losing on, in terms of yield, but you're also losing in quality. Um, but I, I do think, Catherine, that it's worth saying um, that where you have a dock problem, and traditionally you'd see it on silage ground, uh, is that a lot of that problem is caused by compaction as well. So why the dock thrives in that situation is because uh, its root st- structure and its tap root is able to 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 travel more in the ground, down in the ground, on compacted ground. So we would be recommending, Catherine, that if you have a high dock problem or dock burden infestation, you should be considering subsiding, particularly after your second cut, if ground is dry. Now, before you subside or, or rip ground, you need to have a prolonged dry period of a month's dry weather. But certainly that should be something that, that, that people should consider if, 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 the, if the docks are a continuous problem on the farm. That's great, Jerry. Thanks very much. Thanks, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode, and my thanks to Jerry for joining me on the show. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie, or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our Beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan, and thanks for listening. <laughs>